So this is a very, very, very last-minute decision uh, to preach this morning. So for those of you who have been to Saturday worship and have heard the most recent sermon of mine for this, I apologize. Um, I will not be speaking on humility. Uh, We have, in our Saturdays, uh, we have started a You Asked For It series. And so one of the things that they have asked of me and wanted me to speak about uh, was what the use and role of the arts plays in our worship. What does it mean to worship with art and crafts and all of those things? And so I'm going to be reading for you from Exodus 35 Uh, verses 20 to 29, and it's entitled, Gifts for the Building, Gifts for Building the Dwelling. The whole Israelite community left Moses. Everyone who was excited and eager to participate brought the Lord's gift offerings to be used for building the meeting tent and all its furnishings and for the holy clothes. Both men and women came forward. Everyone who was eager to participate brought pins, earrings, rings, and necklaces, all sorts of gold objects. Everyone raised an uplifted offering of gold to the Lord. And everyone who had blue or purple or deep red yarn or fine linen or goat's hair or ram skins, dyed red or beaded leather, brought them. Everyone who could make an offering of silver or copper brought it as the Lord's gift offering. Everyone who had acacia wood that could be used in any kind of building work brought it. All the skilled women spun cloth with their hands and brought what they had spun in blue and purple and deep red yarns and fine linen. All the women who were eager to use their skill spun the goat's hair. The chiefs brought gemstones and gems to be set for the priest's vest and the chest pendant, spices and oil for light and for the anointing oil and for the sweet-smelling incense. All the Israelite men and women who were eager to contribute something for the work of the Lord had commanded to Moses to do brought it as a spontaneous gift to the Lord. Let's have a moment of prayer. God, we invite you into our hearts and we ask that you would give us ears to hear, hearts to listen, and minds to truly comprehend what it is that you have for us today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So when this was asked of me, this idea of arts and worship and and what that meant for us as Christians in a corporate worship setting, I was actually really excited 
Because sometimes in church, you hear things like, it's not about the arts. We must be quiet, severe even, solemn. It's not a place to showcase art, because that doesn't bring glory to God. We can often be chastised for being too excited. Sometimes we shush children or give the side glance at the older children who are daring to draw during church instead of listening. Or even as adults, we doodle and draw on things like the bulletin uh, instead of listening. But one of my favorite things, actually, is to see the doodles that are created, because sometimes when we're doodling, we're actually listening better, and we're incorporating what we're hearing into something else. It brings us into deeper integration of what we're learning. God is amazingly creative. Look around at creation, the varying forms of trees, of flowers, of animals and insects, and the crowning of creation, those who were created in God's image, us, I invite you right now to look around this room and look at each other to see the beauty of creation. Each of us are unique. Each of us are the work of God's hands. How can we possibly think that the arts would hinder our worship of God God's creation is full of his own expression of worship. He has created us as created beings. So, of course, arts should be a part of our worship. When we come to worship, what do we have to offer? Traditionally, we offer our voices in prayer and in song. But what else can we offer I have a friend who has painted beautiful paintings during a worship service. I have another friend who in the past has done an an interpretive dance while signing the words of the song. It was incredibly moving and deeply, deeply worshipful. When I was reading about this passage in Exodus, I was reminded that this response of the Israelites to give all their to give items for the overall experience of the tabernacle came from their previous experience of oppression of trial anguish and of suffering but they've now been liberated and this is their response to their freedom from captivity This was their response of gratefulness towards Yahweh. They were moved by their experience to give all their best treasures to God, to say thank you, and to show their deep, deep gratitude. I also surmised in my own kind of thought that this might be a way of reclaiming their identity of creating space where they could worship in the spirit of the people of God, because that is something that had been taken from them previously. 
I love that everyone was involved in this process. Women and men brought items that showcased their skills. Beautiful wood to carve, textiles and fabrics to weave and create, gold and silver to adorn their space. Every item was as unique as the person who brought it. But what does that mean for our contemporary expressions of worship? When I preached this sermon downstairs, what I said was, I wish we were upstairs. And here we are upstairs, because we have a beautiful showcase in these stained glass windows that tell the story of Jesus, that show the workmanship of people's hands who have lovingly created these images. They've been donated. They've been invested in by generations of people who knew the value and beauty that art gives us as we worship together. There's craftsmanship in the way the ceilings are arched. There's craftsmanship in the front of our building. We worship in a beautiful space because we worship a beautiful God. And I also think about European cathedrals. I've had the privilege to be able to travel and see some of them. They are adorned with beautiful masterpieces of art, both framed but also painted on the very building. They're painted into the ceilings and into crevices. And it's just beautiful because the outside of the church has even more beauty in their architecture. New buildings today also have their own form of beauty, and we were talking about this on our way to church today because Justice asked the question, what do you think is better? Would you want to be in a modern church or do you want to be in an old church and in an old church building? And I said, for me, I kind of would love both. I would love to have the stained glass that we have here, but there are ways that new buildings worship God. There, they are more friendly to the environment. I've been in buildings where they've had living walls that have plants growing, and it's creating this beautiful space, and it's creating healthier air for them to breathe. It's better on the environment because they're able to use better technology to heat their building, to cool their building. And so I think that both offer unique but equally beautiful ways to worship. I'm interested, though, how else we can give expression to God in our worship services. I enjoy when lift service comes on our Saturday, after, on our Saturday afternoons, because typically when they're not there, we sing worship through Spotify. So my list is chosen and we have a speaker and we sing to pre-recorded music, which works and, and I enjoy that. But it's very special when Lyft comes because they are able to bring their guitars and their voices and they help us to worship in a different way. I also love when people bring salads. And so for this, I can think of potlucks because our potlucks are 
pretty phenomenal. And the way the food is prepared and lovingly done and artistically placed on, on plates, that's showcasing God's beauty because that's food that God has given to us to be able to prepare. Moving past that, I would love to hear more poetry read in church. I would have loved to invited my friend to come and paint as we worship together for you to experience what that would be like, but also to see what his experience would be for him to be in our building and worshiping God with us. And I'm interested, and this is going to be an interactive thing, so please participate, Uh, but I'm interested to know how you would like to see arts brought into our church service, into our, our ways of worship. What are ways do you think that we could worship? Yep. Sure. Yep. Great. Yeah, needlepoint is a great, a great option to have displayed for that. Yeah, with God's help, you do that for sure, for sure. Who would like to hear more solos? People showcasing their gifts. I would. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. I will. So Kathy's saying that uh, she would love to hear the stories of the artists in our midst to see some of their, their work, but to hear how they've created it and to experience it that way. I think that's great. Yeah, Liz? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so on Saturday nights, we have an indigenous fellow that comes, and he plays his, his flute, and it's uh, made out of wood, and I don't, I don't know the te- technical term because I'm on the spot, and of course my brain doesn't work that fast. Uh, but it's, it's very beautiful and soothing, and so he plays that over us as, as we eat, and it's wonderful to, be, to experience that. So seeing as how I have no other takers, I think that these are great ways um, to, to look at how we can worship God. The one thing that I think kind of ties in to our humility thing is that sometimes we're shy to share our gifts. And we're shy to share our art with people. And God has gifted us And whether we think that it's garbage, God doesn't look down on the things that we've done, on the things that we've painted, poems that we've written, songs that we may have sung, instruments that we're learning to play. God doesn't look down and say, oh, they just didn't get it. No. 
I think God's up there, like every parent who has endured a child learning an instrument, saying, well done, keep practicing, this is wonderful, keep going, because this is something that God wants from us. He's enabled us to have these things and to have these gifts and treasures and talents, and the arts are a big part of that. And so I encourage you to embrace that. And we sometimes take on a false sense of humility when we do that. Well, oh, I'm not nearly good enough. But the truth is that God has gifted you, and you are good because God is good. And those things showcase all of that together. So let's let's pray. God, I thank you for enabling us with beautiful gifts with the gifts that we have around us in our, in our space here, in the lives of people who are artists and wordsmiths and knitters and crocheters and needle pointers and woodworkers and everyone else that maybe they don't even know that their skill is something that can be meant as a way to worship you. But God, help us to just expand our understanding of what it means to worship, to eliminate this invisible line between sacred and secular and realize that everything we are and everything that we do is actually sacred. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.